dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. The insider debate in qualitative research, should there be one? The debate around insider positioning in research has been long-standing within social science theory and literature. Many researchers have contended the advantages and disadvantages of being an insider researcher, questioning both definition and validity with limited consensus. In this blog, I will explore this debate, highlighting key arguments within the literature and reflecting on my own experience of being an insider researcher during my PhD. If you were just starting your research career or have not undertaken qualitative research, then you may never have heard of such a debate and may therefore not know what the terms insider or outsider means. In its basic terms, insiders are researchers that are part of the community in which they are conducting research, and outsiders are researchers that are considered to be outside of the group they are studying. Insiders tend to share an identity and language with the study participants, whereas outsiders have limited knowledge and understanding of the experiences of those being studied. To demonstrate this in the context of my research, I was a nurse studying a group of nurses in the hospitals where I worked and was therefore very much an insider. In contrast, somebody who was a non-healthcare professional and had never spent any time at the hospital would have been an outsider. As mentioned above, there are many arguments for and against being an insider or outsider with advantages and disadvantages of both. The literature does outline the many benefits of being an insider research, with one of those being acceptance. Researching in a field in which one is a member can allow for complete acceptance from the participants and can lead to an increased trust and openness. This in turn potentially enhances the depth of the data gathered and therefore allows for a greater understanding of what or who is being studied. Not only does this allow for rich data to be gathered, but is also an advantage in terms of time spent researching as there is no settling in period. The advantage of quick acceptance was something I experienced when conducting my research. My other PhD colleagues were organising settling in periods in which they spent time with their participants to build a rapport and develop understanding of the context in which they were researching, whereas there was no need for me to do that. I was able to jump straight into collecting data as the participants knew who I was and the relationship was already built so they felt comfortable being open with me from the first day. However, this complete acceptance wasn't without its setbacks. When interviewing, the participants would often skip over some detail as they already knew I had an understanding of the topic. For example, on more than one occasion, an interviewee made reference to the fact that I already knew that, so I had to ensure to ask them to fully explain what they meant as if they would if I were not a nurse. Despite the advantages of insider research, there is a strong argument against insider positioning due to an increased risk of bias in interpretations and findings. Being a member of the setting under investigation poses questions about the objectivity, reflexivity and authenticity of a research project and there are ongoing concerns that insider research are often too close to the project. It is therefore possible that preconceived ideas can guide the way in which the study progresses and therefore personal experience has the potential to influence the data collected and ultimately the claims made. Similarly, another argument against insider positioning is the conflict that arises between roles. The dual role of an insider as both a researcher and a member of the community can often result in role confusion in which the researcher responds to the participants or analyses the data from a perspective other than that of the researcher. In addition to this, the dual role can often lead to a problem with loyalty in that the researcher does not want to make claims that criticise the group in which they are studying and also a member of. Although I did question my roles during data collection or analysis, I did struggle with feelings of loyalty to my profession and at times I didn't always feel comfortable with what the data revealed. I had a good relationship with my supervisor so I was able to share these concerns with them and we worked through these feelings of disloyalty together. 
As time passed, it became clearer to me that these feelings of discomfort were temporary and actually the long-lasting influence that my research would have was more important. Reflecting on this, I would argue that this could have happened to any researcher, whether they were an insider or an outsider. Due to the length of time spent in the field when conducting qualitative research, strong relationships are built between the researcher and the participants and can therefore leave anyone open to these feelings of disloyalty and discomfort which I experienced. Although the evidence base attempts to identify whether being an insider makes a better or worse researcher, I would argue that it in fact just makes me a different researcher. I understand that being a member of the setting being explored leaves researchers open to preconceived ideas and potential bias, but I also think it allows researchers to be more in tune with the participants. The increased knowledge and experience of the field allows for a deeper understanding of the context in which the findings are situated and perhaps provides a wider picture than what is being observed and discussed. The concerns with regards to bias and objectivity are valid, however, unlike quantitative research in which participants are represented in numerical terms, I would argue that actually qualitative researchers are unable to have a distant researcher role regardless of whether they are an insider or not. As Rose 1985 explains, there is no such thing as neutrality in qualitative research. There is only a greater or lesser awareness of one's biases. Similarly to the way in which trustworthiness is assessed in qualitative research, perhaps the decision as to whether insider or outsider positioning has an effect is not ours to make. Perhaps all we can do is make our position clear and allow the readers to make the decision themselves. I believe as long as there is ongoing reflection, constant questioning and a declaration of your position given, arguably there is no debate to be had. I have provided some tips for anybody who's thinking of undertaking research in which they will be an insider. Ongoing reflection and questioning. Ensure that you continue to reflect on the claims that are being made and question where these came from and whether preconceived ideas have had an impact on these. Continue to question participants to ensure that you are not making assumptions as to what they are saying. Regular supervision. Ensure you have regular supervision to talk through your analysis and your findings. Build a relationship with your supervisors that allows them to question what you have found and how you have found it. They may be able to uncover potential bias. Declaration of position. When you write your thesis or papers or present your research, be sure to declare that you are an insider researcher and be proud of that. Outline what this means and highlight the steps you have taken to reduce any potential bias. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.